coming to you from the Eon Project Studios, nestled in the hills of Harrisville, Rhode Island, the epicenter of paranormal activity in the Blackstone Valley. You're listening to Experts of Nothing with Mike and Jay. Hi, Jay. Hey, Mike. How's it going? I found my way. You found your way back again. I'm back again. To the Palatial Eon Project Studios. It's been a, it's been a couple of minutes since our last show. It's been a while, you know. I know that our fans are uh, you know, clamor. Cause, they co- clamor. They do. It causes some consternation with some pe- people, but yeah. And and well, you know what? When we put out shows uh, mm. infrequently, as mm-hmm. as we do, people yearn for the next show. That's correct. So yes. So what we're going to be trying to do is is release shows on a more regular schedule. We're trying. But you know, next week uh, you're going to be gone, and you're on a, a, a an extravaganza across a, a the country. sabbatical. And uh, you know, but we did we did a uh, we did a show with the boys from the Black Lodge. We did a few weeks back. It was a pretty good show. It was about the Randonautica. Randonautica, and then actually, I was a solo guest. On yes, unbeknownst the, to me, from, I was actually devastated you, you, that I saw this happen. You must have been devastated, and I, I told about my uh, my own personal paranormal experiences at mm. my at my home. Yes, uh, it was a good show. If you want to check it out, it's called From the Black Lodge. Our friends uh, uh, Brent and Cody and Kramer. Who I haven't met in person, but he mm. sounds like an interesting individual. I would not. Um, I'm not going to listen to that show. No, because I was uh, devastated. This happened without my knowledge I'm sorry. or consent. You, you are like a woman. because you and I are under contract, oh. so we're not supposed to do anything outside of the EM project without the other knowing. Then forget what I just said. So my lawyers will be contacting you shortly. So what are we talking about today, Jay? Let's tease. Tease it. Topic. Tease it, Mike. Tease it. In our great. Uh, region of the country known as New England. Yes, our region, not our nether regions. Lots of strange things occur. Mm. However, there's one area that it's fairly close to us yes. where an abnormally amount of strange things happen. It's a triangular geographic area Yes, called the Bridgewater Triangle. Triangle, We're going to yes. talk about the Bridgewater Triangle. We're going to talk about the strange crap that's happened there over the years. Some personal experiences that we've had. Well, Limit, limited. Why are there a lot of strange things that happen around triangles? Well, of that's, sorts? we're going to talk about that too. We're going to talk about mm. how they, you know, how they made this thing the triangle. I think that they say things like that just to scare folks. Yes, I've had a few strange triangles in my day. Something strange just happened to me though. What happened? So I, I arrived at the Palatial Eon Project Studios uh, uh, early, mm. and I found myself locked out. Locked out. Uh, uh, Ming Ming, our our lovely uh, Japanese. Secretary, Secretary slash doorkeeper slash servicing uh, lady. Geisha is, was not yes. here, so I wasn't able to gain access. So I found myself having to urinate mm. uh, quite badly. So what I did was I walked around the back of the building. Oh, you did? And you know the uh, the forested area yes. in, in the back of the building? It's quite it's quite uh it's quite foreboding. It's a little dark in the forest. Did the really Rottweilers see? Uh, see you? Or I didn't know. No, 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 I was able to sneak by. But anyway, so I decided to relieve myself in the woods. So I, I walked a uh, a good distance, a practicable distance mm. out into the woods, and I began to relieve myself. And all you could hear were the dulcet tones of urine hitting leaves. Ah, yes. Then I heard something. Uh oh. I heard a rustling in the in the woods. <laughs> now I'm exposed to the world at this point. It could have been anything. I thought Bigfoot was pissed that yes. I was urinating uh, in his uh, backyard. Ah, so yes. I said to myself, "Do I finish and you know put it away and run, or do I finish, or, or, or do I uh, you know keep keep the stream going and then uh, roll the dice and see if I'm going to be uh, murdered?" You have to keep it going until you discover whatever the yeah. threat may be. What happens if you stop the urine flow in the middle? Have you never done this? No, it hurts. It does hurt. It hurts. You it can't... takes some serious urethral controls. Yeah, and I'm not good at stuff like that. Mm. So I just let it go. And and, uh, and and just as I was finishing, I was putting it away, yeah. and I heard it again. It was much closer, and I looked, and it was a jackrabbit. It was a, oh. a tiny little jackrabbit who saw me, 
uh, gave me the little bunny finger and then ran away. Do you think the jackrabbit was looking at your member? Maybe he was. Maybe he was, uh, you know, he was seeing what was uh, what was good. Maybe he thought he was going to take a bite. I don't know. Hey, speaking of uh, urination disasters, right? Yeah. Have you heard about this uh, this phenomenon called the the Liam Neeson urination debacle? No. No? No. You haven't heard about this? I know who Liam Neeson is. Yes, yeah, so apparently Liam Neeson has a problem pissing himself. Isn't he like a hugely endowed man? Uh, I've heard that. That is, that is the rumor. I've heard that he's much like Rasputin in that regard. Mm. Um, he's a large uh, Irishman, I believe. He's got a great accent. And he's been in a number of movies over the years. What are you doing over there? I, sorry, I kicked I kick the microphone. Oh. We're talking about members, and I'm excited. You get all excited. No, so apparently he's a heavy drinker, as the as Irish the, are as known. As the Irish are tend to do. Exactly. There's a, copious amounts <laughs> of, of uh, photographs of him on the internet. Really? With soiled pants. <laughs> No he, way. Yes. He has a drunken look on his face. He's all red-faced. Wow. His hair is must. Oh. He's, he's sweating, and he has wet <laughs> trousers. So apparently he either doesn't know how to control his urine streams, mm. or he just loses it when he's drinking. He I don't know. He gets so drunk that he pisses himself, huh? Exactly. You know, Liam Neeson strikes me. I know he's advanced in age. Mm. I still wouldn't want to get in a fight with the guy. He looks like he'd probably beat the shit out of you. Every single movie over the course of Liam Neeson's career over the past 20 years has been exactly the same. Yeah, he's the same kind of guy. You know what my favorite Liam Neeson movie was? Oh. Uh, Gangs of New York. And he's only in it at the beginning. Yes. But it's a great, one of my favorite movies of all time is Gangs of New York. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Daniel Day-Lewis, tour de force performance. Yes. Another great movie of his, well, I thought was great when I was a kid, but as I rewatched it, it sucked. Yeah. Dark Man. Oh, that's terrible. Terrible movie. Wasn't he like, he's like an invisible man yeah, kind of yeah, he's guy. Like a he's got weird bandages guy. all over him. So yeah. Is he a hero? I don't know. Yeah, it was all weird. Anyway, we're talking about the Bridgewater Triangle today, but we haven't we really, are. We we are. Haven't got into the topic yet. Exactly. So do you want, do you want me to start digging into it, or do you got something well, else let me, you want to say? Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll get right into the topic. If you want, I'll give you a little background on that. Yeah, why don't you give us the, the background? Sure. So the Bridgewater Triangle, as we... As we stated, and you know this, as you know, we mentioned earlier, there are a lot of strange, mysterious things that happen with triangles uh, situations. You know, the Bermuda Triangle, the mm-hmm. Devil's Triangle, mm-hmm. things of that sort. The well, uh, the musical triangle. That's correct. Where you go, ding. You, you play the triangle on, on all three sides. Do you play it on all three sides? Or well, just you can. One side? No, you can. You I don't can. know anything about music. Don't you? Do you put your little stick into the middle of you it? Put and the swing little, it around. You put the little metal stick in there mm. and you bang it around. Oh, that's what she said. Bang that triangle. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the Bridgewater Triangle is located in the area of Bridgewater, Massachusetts, which, mm. by the way, there is a university there. There is. Bridgewater State University, Bridgewater State. which I'm sure there are plenty of triangles there. Mm-hmm. So apparently it's 200 square miles within southeastern Massachusetts. Uh-huh. Uh, it runs, uh, the point is north, and then it runs uh, down southeast and across again and makes a triangular shape. Do you know the three towns uh, which formulate the Well, triangle? I think Bridgewater is one. I think Raynham is the other. Is that right? Okay, so you're wrong on two counts. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, it's the towns of Abington oh. in the north, mm-hmm. Rehoboth ah. in the west, and Freetown in the east. Oh, are they free there? Uh, no, but the, the Freetown, you'll hear it again in, uh, when we get yes, into, we the, will. into the crazy crap that goes on there. We will. So it's a geographical area, and there's a, a large portion of it, there's a, uh, a swamp there. It's called the Hockamock Swamp. Hockamock and it's uh, there's, it's the site of a lot of strange and interesting paranormal mm. things. You name it. You name the paranormal event. Yeah. And apparently it has occurred there it, at some time or another. It's like a paranormal buffet. Is it buffet or buffet? Buffet. Uh, Michael Buble? Michael Buffet. Buffet. <laughs> Do you like buffets? They don't have them much anymore. You I don't like run the into, buffet. You don't run into the buffet as, as you often. You know what's big up here? The Chinese buffet. Uh, yeah. Which you figure, because Chinese food doesn't really keep all that well, you would think. Well, it keeps longer than you think. It's all the MSG. Yeah. What is MSG? Monosodium glutamate. What does that do? 
It's like a saltish that, thing that, that go up your butt. Helps preserve oh. the uh, helps preserve the food. Anyway, what are we talking about buffets? I don't know. Oh, it's a paranormal buffet. Why don't you Why don't you get into some of the things that they that happens there, Mike? Yeah. So anyway, so in the Bridgewater Triangle, all manner of things, like we said, there are UFOs, mm-hmm. there are cryptozoology sightings, mm-hmm. ghosts, uh, other supernatural events, satanic cults, yes, murders, uh, you name it. Puckwudgies. Puckwudgies. I want to talk a little bit about that later on. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Puckwudgies. So yeah, so all sorts of crap goes on in there. Now, if you look into the Bridgewater Triangle at all, you'll run across very similar phrasing, whether it's uh, uh, documentaries or books or movies or whatever. There's there's a few things that have been done about Mm. it. And a lot of the research kind of goes into the same direction. And people think that the area itself was cursed by the Native Americans. That's right. Uh, due to King Philip's War. And we've discussed King Philip's War on the show before. That's right. Uh, it was a very, uh, per capita, was the bloodiest war in American history. That's right. Where uh, we lost upwards of 5 to 7% of the uh, of the uh, English colonists. Mm-hmm. And the Indians, or the Native Americans, I apologize, lost uh, an innumerable amount of people. And the area where the, uh, the Bridgewater Triangle sits is right in the area where there was a lot of that fighting that went on. Correct. And in the Hockamock Swamp itself was used tactically by the Native Americans. Now, I ask you, as a military tactician yourself, Jason, what what would a swamp do for you tactically? If, if, you're, if you're using a swamp to your advantage, what kind of things can you do? Well, you have a lot of uh, concealment. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the ability to... So if you, if you siphon the enemy troops into the swamp, it makes it difficult them, for them to traverse. Mm. The, they get uh, bogged down. Exactly, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. yes. You limit their movement, yeah. things of that sort. And so what the Indians did was they were using this as a uh, as a staging ground for attacks. They used to, to uh, conduct some quick-hitting guerrilla-style attacks mm-hmm. on, the, on the English colonists, then run back into the swamp, and the English didn't know the swamp, so they couldn't really pursue them all that well. Correct. So they kind of hid in the swamp. Now, Hakamok in Algonquin yes. means place where spirits dwell. Oh, that is correct. And uh, so that's a pretty foreboding thing. In English, it was known as the Devil's Swamp. Mm-hmm. So what does that tell you? That I don't want to go there. Why would you go there? But, you know, it's funny that the, the swamp in Native American culture is actually a, a quite an interesting place. And swamps in and of themselves tend to be thought of by indigenous tribes as uh, supernaturally themed places. Yes. Mostly because it's neither land nor water, mm. but something in the middle. So they feel like spirits uh, are not able to, uh, to rest well or something. I think a lot of the, um, and maybe we can get into some theories later, but I think a lot of the the paranormal uh, associations that occur there are have to do with some natural occurrences, sure. perhaps. Sure. You know, swamp gases. What is a swamp gas? Well, it's you the hear re- that. It's the release of... So oh, what happens in releasing swamp, swampy areas... Swampy the, uh, things releasing. The uh, the moss, the peat moss, the mm. peat like a peat bog. Mm-hmm. You know, it's organic material. Yes. And as it decays, sometimes it releases its energy. Ooh. And it releases in the form of heat, which you've seen like in a giant mulch pile, some, happens, something similar that to that. To me sometimes. And uh, within that, you could re- release some other forms of energy that maybe in, in the forms of balls of light. Energy transfer balls. Yeah, balls, mm. energy balls. Interesting. Mm. So those are, those are some uh, theories of as to why <clears throat> the uh, Hockamock Swamp specifically uh, was considered to be a supernatural spot by the Native Americans. Yes, and, and by the colonists. As yeah, well. so I think I think a lot of the the history of some of the the paranormal events uh, uh, go back many many generations since the the dawn of uh, humankind in that the area. Dawn of man. Yes, but I think the modern uh, the modern history of it dates back to a, a gentleman by the name of Lauren Coleman. Yes, who would be the the founder of modern cryptozoology. Yes, and Lauren L O R E N is yes. a, is a male. 
He you know, is I actually was listening to a podcast about the Bridgewater Triangle, and they go, this Lauren Lauren Coleman woman has, has oh. done this. And I'm like, you don't know who you're clearly talking about. Clearly they didn't do their research. They clearly did not. No. He actually, Lauren Coleman is a... Uh, is like the godfather of cryptozoology. He is. He he named and discovered a lot. Not, I don't necessarily necessarily discovered, but yeah. named a lot of these creatures that uh, that we know and love today. Yeah, he has a museum up in Maine. I think he may have passed on. Oh, really? A couple years ago. Oh, that's too bad. I could be wrong. Maybe I'll Lauren, to, if you're out there, drop us a note. I could Google. Actually, that. now would be a good time. Let me let me step in here. Sure. I'm going to tell you guys at the beginning, our, our listeners at the beginning of this uh, broadcast here, that we need your help. We need you to drop us some feedback, to subscribe to the show, to tell your friends, because what's happening, I'm getting feedback from our, our devoted but small fan base, and they're saying, you know what, we love your show, how come you're not more popular? And my answer to them is, it's your fault! You have to go out and uh, proselytize. Prost what? Proselytize, and tell everyone about the show so that we can get some more listeners, so mm. that more people like the show, and we can, you know become world famous and dominate the world. So I couldn't be more wrong. Lauren Coleman is still alive. Oh, good job. He's probably I'm listening. I'm sorry, Mr. Coleman, if he, I've offended you. He's listening right now. I don't know where that came from. He doesn't he's like He's like you. 75 years old. He lives in Virginia. He lives in Virginia. And he's still alive. Wow, he had a museum up in Maine. It's tough to manage a museum in Maine from Virginia. But it's tough. Maybe it's he's tough. able to do it. I was in Virginia recently mm. in Williamsburg a few, it's, week, uh, a few it's weeks. It's God's country. I love Virginia, man. It is a cool place. I'm going there next week, actually. Oh, the, yeah. uh, the architecture's cool. There's many historical things to see and do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so anyway, where were we? We're talking about Bridgewater and the, tri- the Triangle. The Bridgewater Triangle. The things that happened to the Triangle. So I wanna, uh, I'm not sure, do you want to go next or do you want me to go? Oh, c- continue on. I will. Uh, I will. Because uh, I have kind of a longer uh, segment. This will be like a ping pong match. You go and then I'll go. Mine's kind of a longer Go for it. Match. Okay. I'll interject. So I'm going to talk about a, uh, a series of incidents that took place in and around the, the Bridgewater Triangle. Mm. Uh, related to satanic activity. Yes, that yes. is that is known to take place there. Right. So back in the 1970s and early 80s, there was around the country there was something called the satanic panic. Right. Ooh. You're familiar with the satanic. Yes. Panic? What was that? If you had to categorize. Well, it? Well, there was there was a lot of uh, rumor, innuendo, uh, stories about a lot of satanic um, activity and yeah. uh, things that were going on, sacrifices all across the country. Sure. And uh, the southeastern area of Massachusetts was no was no uh, was not the exception. However, October thirteenth, nineteen seventy nine, the body of Doreen Levake, a seventeen year old runaway, was found in the city of Fall River. Which Fall River, if you if you don't know your geography, is on the outskirts of the the Bridgewater Triangle. It's not necessarily in it, but is at the bottom of it. Fall River is actually a uh, it's a pretty working class city. Uh, the home of Lizzie Borden. Home of the Lizzie Borden uh, murders, which I don't know. If, did we ever talk about Lizzie Borden? I don't find that very interesting, that whole thing. No, we never we never really delved too deeply into it. Anyway, so Doreen LeVake, 17-year-old runaway, was found in the city of uh, Fall River. She had been bound with fishing wire, which Ooh. I'm sure that hurts, sexually tortured, stabbed in her head, and was her head was bashed in, ultimately. Stabbed in the head, huh? Stabbed in the head, which... You know, oh. I've never stabbed anyone in the head, but it doesn't sound like it's easy to do. No, oh, it's a skull. You got to get that knife in there somehow. And then her head was bashed in with a rock. Now, Doreen was a known sex worker, which, you know, that's the new term is sex worker. Sex worker. They don't say prostitute you anymore. You can't say prostitute. You can't say prostitute. You can't say... Uh, Whore. Uh, you can't say, you know, you can't say that. You can't say ladies woman, of the night. Woman of the night. <laughs> ladies of ill repute. Ill repute. Anyway, mm. she was a sex worker. And uh, there were some ritual elements to the crime scene, which led investigators to believe that maybe it was the result of a satanic ritual. I see. There was some staging of the body uh, that that suggested that it was moved Mm post-mortem and that there was some kind of uh, element with the stoning. And 
they're really not specific as to the crime. You know, a lot of times when you look into true crime cases, they don't tell you the left hand was situated here. Like they just don't yes. get into that kind right, of detail, right, right. which is fine. I don't really want to know anyway, but they suspected that there was some ritual involvement. There was also some rumors in the Fall River area of a street level kingpin of a uh, 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 sex trafficking, a uh, sex worker trafficking. And he was known on the street as Satan. Oh, that was his street name. Whenever I hear the whenever I hear the term kingpin, I always think of kingpin from the comic books. The big was he fat or was he, he like? Was, well, he was big. He was ginormous with a bald head, and he wore suits. Did he have super superpowers? He was or? just a big, strong guy, I think. Yeah, which who's the who's he the bad guy for? Daredevil. Daredevil, right? Yeah, I'm not really a big daredevil. You like daredevil? I don't really even into... know anything about comic books. So I, how, I'm, how I'm knowing this is you used to collect comic books. Why are, to, why are you trying to uh, striking evade to your past? Sir? I know nothing. Okay. Anyway, so Satan was supposedly a, a, a street-level kingpin. And supposedly, again, Satan ruled a cult of worshippers who ran the sex trafficking business mm. in that area of Fall River. Now, Fall River was like the Disneyland of prostitution back in the late 70s and yes. 80s. It's not the, the nicest city. No, and actually, my work takes me there. Uh, Your work, huh? Very, uh, very are you, often. Are you Satan I am not Satan. I would have been too, uh, too young okay. for that. However... Um, yeah, so Fall River is kind of a rough area, and mm. there was a lot of prostitutes there. And there was this again, this rumor that Satan was running it all, but the the, the crime was there was not a lot of leads to it. It was kind of a uh, um, it's kind of going stagnated. However, about a month later, twenty two year old Barbara Raposa goes missing. Mm. Barbara Raposa was also a sex worker in the Fall River area. Oh, interesting. Right. So her boyfriend, a boy, uh, a boy, a man by the name of Andy Malte, who was actually a pedophile, a rapist, and a, just an overall douchebag, wow, went to the police and said, "Hey, my girlfriend Barbara's missing." So what did the what do you, if you're a, if you were a police officer and a known pedophile and rapist comes to you and says, "My girlfriend's missing," what would you immediately think? Hey, what'd you do to her? What did you do? <laughs> right, bury her in the bay or, why, or drown why, her in the bay. But then you go, why would he come forward? I don't know. Who knows? So he calls the police, and he was known to the police again, obviously. He claimed uh, that Andy Malte claimed that both he and Barbara were practicing Satanists, mm-hmm. and that the previously murdered girl was also a member of their cult. They had a little cult going on. I see. And so what do you think about at this point? So that you have one, one girl missing, one girl dead, supposedly both part of this satanic cult that's mm-hmm. operating in the mm-hmm. area. So the police are taking all this information, and they're like, uh, I don't know what to make of all this. Right around the same time, the police get introduced to two individuals, one by the name of Karen Marsden and one by the name of Robin Murphy. Now, Robin Murphy, both first of all, Karen Marsden and Robin Murphy are also sex workers in that area. Robin Murphy was known to police again as a pimp. Ah. She's a 17-year-old female pimp. Wow. That's pretty I'm sensing ambitious. a theme here. Yeah. So, so the police are interviewing uh, Karen and, and Robin together, which I wouldn't have done. Mm. But you don't interview people together. So they can't get their stories Yeah, straight. you don't do that. But anyway... So at the end of this interview, Karen Marsden breaks down and utters the utters the world's words, Carl Drew killed Doreen. Carl Drew? Carl Drew. Hmm. Now you go, who the hell's Carl Drew? Carl Drew was a 26-year-old pimp with a violent past, known to police. Uh-huh. And there was rumors that he was evil, but no evidence uh, you know, that he had committed crimes like this. However, Karen Marsden claimed that Carl Drew was the Satan that everybody was talking about. Hmm. He's the guy. So... This led to uh, the police investigating that there was a cult taking place, uh, and so they asked some more questions about from Karen and from uh, anyway. Make, to make a very this is a very very long story. I'm I'm just hitting the tops of it. 
There's actually a book called Mortal Remains that was written. I tried reading it. It was terrible. Oh. It came out in the 80s. There's, there's been a couple of documentaries about it. It's a pretty interesting case. Um, but so to make a long story short, the police were getting information that Carl Drew was leading a satanic cult, and they would go up into the Freetown State Forest, which is inside the yes. Bridgewater Triangle, yes. and they would do rituals. Uh, and that he, they would go and they would sacrifice animals. They would go do all sorts of crazy crap in the woods. And that Carl Drew threatened that if anyone would betray the cult, he would tie them to a tree to be sacrificed and bathe them in goat's blood. Which you know, some people pay extra for that kind of yeah, that I've kind heard. of treatment. As long as you don't get killed at the end, that's you know what 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 people do in the privacy of their own homes and in the woods. As long as no one dies, business. it's fine. Sure, why not? I do that. Okay, so you got this going on. January twenty sixth, nineteen eighty, the missing girl Barbara Pose's frozen body was found, uh, in, also in Fall River, tied with fishing line and bashed to death with a rock. She was also sexually oh, very assaulted. similar. Very similar mode of death. So now you have two two individuals killed in the same exact way. Now Andy Maltese, who was the guy that originally called uh, called the police and said that his girlfriend Barbara was missing, told police, "This is you're going to laugh." Told police that he didn't do it. However, he had a vision and oh. saw the murder take place. Oh, he did. Yeah. Wow. So they were asking He's him, psychic how did, too. How did you know all this? And he said, "Oh, I had a vision." And they said, "Well, why don't you walk us through your vision?" And he said, "Oh." In my vision, I see Barbara, someone standing over her with a rock. Now, you could have deduced this, you know, from from news reports of the time. They didn't release a lot of details as to the second murder. But you could probably figure out that she was killed with a rock because they were making Mm. comparisons to the first murder. However, the cops took uh, Andy Maltese to the scene. And Andy was able to tell the police where the body was positioned, how exactly it was positioned, and all sorts of details about the crime Uh. that, uh, that only the killer would know. You know, it sounds like a. Uh, if I called it the the psychic pimp, it sounds like a seventies <laughs> black exploitation movie. I think we should the psychic pimp. I love it. <laughs> right? We should do that. We roll with the psychic pimp. Hmm. So now the police are thinking what? They're thinking Andy Maltese is the killer. Hmm. He just told them he was basically. So what did they do? Uh, they charged him, which they should have done. Now, right around the same time, Robin Murphy, who was a seventeen year old pimp, goes to the police and says she was a witness to both murders. She uh, was there for both. Okay. She was there for Doreen, and she was there for. Um, uh, who's the second one? What did I say? Barbara. Barbara. I apologize Babs. to Barbara's family. Uh, anyway, so she goes to the police and says she was there for both, and she says, I'll testify as to who killed both of them for an immunity deal. So the police sign her up. I don't feel like anybody has any credibility here. No. <laughs> so she signs a, She signs an immunity deal. She says Andy Maltese did kill Doreen, uh, excuse me, did kill Barbara, and that Carl Drew killed the first girl. Mm-hmm. So there's two different murderers, supposedly. And that... This is according to Robin that this was all an offering to Satan. They 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 offered these two people mm-hmm. to Satan uh, for some sort of benefit, for some sort of to be uh, the best guitar player in the world. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I've never heard of Carl Drew, but maybe he's a maybe he's a good musician. I don't know. So now, while all this is going on, Karen Marsden, who was the one of the original uh, uh, people who who came forward with this stuff, uh, she goes missing. Oh, so you're oh. like, oh, oh, this doesn't sound good. So she's missing while they're investigating Carl Drew and Andy Maltese. Her body was found two months later. Guess where? In the same area. In the Freetown State Forest. Yep. Yep. Fishing and, line. Yeah. Well, okay. So according to... No. So by the time they find her, she's skeletal. So they're not able to, to kind of have a lot, some of the details. Gotcha. However, she was found uh, it, <clears throat> along with the carcasses of three cats, some sheep bones, and clumps of human hair. Mm. And uh, evidently, they could tell by the bone... By the bones that she was kind of destroyed, like they really somebody did a number on this girl, I see. unfortunately. And a witness come forward and said and told police that Robin Murphy, who signed the immunity deal, admitted to doing this murder with Carl Drew. 
during some sort of phone conversation. Now she's already signed an immunity mm. deal, so I don't know that they can they can go after her. But supposedly they sacrificed her to Satan in the Freetown State Forest and defiled her decapitated head and did other fun stuff to her, uh, cut her fingers off and that kind of thing. Well, so, I, don't, I don't think it would. I don't think it would prevent prosecution from an additional crime, though, right? No, no, that's correct. Mm. So the police found evidence of rituals taking place in the Freetown State Forest, some disturbing things like animal carcasses, knives, weirdo dolls with eyes mm. cut out of them, and all sorts of stuff, but no physical evidence tying Carl Drew to any of these murders. Interesting. However, ultimately, the, I'm, I'm getting to the end of it. I know this is kind of a long thing. Ultimately, Andy Maltese was convicted for killing Barbara Raposa, and Carl Drew was convicted for killing Karen Marsden. No one was convicted for killing Doreen Levake, and Robin Murphy got moved away and never was charged. Seems to me, if you're hanging out with this group of people, you should probably pack your bags and... <laughs> Something bad's going to happen to you. Go elsewhere, because yeah. there's a lot of strange things going on. So, again, satanic activity in the Freetown State Forest, this is a supposed cult that was going on. And now, again, when you look at... Uh, when you listen to podcasts, you look at shows, you look at YouTube videos about this case, pardon me, they'll tell you that, oh, there was nothing to it. Mm. This was just regular murders, um, and they're just using the satanic thing. As a, uh, as a, as a, I don't know, as some sort of justification. However, I think there is something to it because you have ritual aspects to it, number one. But number two, you have multiple people saying that there's a satanic cult going on before. Yeah. And then three members of the cult end up dead in the same way. You start thinking maybe they were doing some crazy yeah. rituals. So let's talk about uh, satanic cults as, as an idea, right? I think sure. you have two different, I think you have two different categories of people who worship satan right mm-hmm. i think you have people like that yep. who are kind of longing for a sense of purpose a sense of direction in life and they just and they kind of create their own right uh they create their kind of their own little world of satanism right what they think satanism should be which is yeah. sacrifice human animal sacrifice and so there's uh, no like living book. a deviant lifestyle and things of that sort. There's no book that they're going by. And no, I think they creating. just have an idea in their head of what they should be. And then I think you have, uh, we didn't do any, do any research into this, but I think you have actual people who worship Satan in a sense. And I think from what I understand, and I could be wrong here, I'll have to do a little more research <laughs> later on, but true Satan, Satan worshipers um, are more like Wiccans in a sense. Yeah, so right. I think you're confusing a couple of things. So I've obviously, obviously I've done a little bit of checking into this, just not just for this show, but for other things too. And there's theistic Satanists thinking that there is actually a Satan who they are worshiping and sacrificing to. Okay. And then there's another kind of which I, the name escapes me, but it's basically like to your point, saying there really isn't. There's not like an actual Satan. They just they think that you should be able to do whatever you want, whenever you right. want. The there's opposite no, of right. Like norms, yes, yes. So yeah. yes, so you're you're right in one sense in that there's there's two there's basically two types, correct. And the da- the more dangerous ones, obviously, the ones that think there is a Satan, yes, and they're doing these things and for they kind of make up their own yeah stuff, and they're doing it for the entity mm. for some sort of benefit. Like you yes. said, they're going to tune their guitars so they can write the... street cred with Satan, if what, you will. What do you think you get for sa- for killing three people to Satan? What do you think he gives you for that? It's like a is there like a, be- a gift um, basket? That yeah, you get? no, he, you get a um you get a ten dollar gift card to Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, uh, maybe really a couple free good. movie passes, yeah. and maybe a bag of Twizzlers. What about like uh, one of those uh, Omaha Steaks baskets? You get one. Of those? You know what? I would never recommend Omaha Steaks. What? They look so delicious. I was the recipient of Omaha Steaks. Uh, it was as a Christmas gift one time. Really? I had a box of meat show up on my doorstep. You didn't. You didn't order the meat. <laughs> I didn't order the meat. A box of random meat showed up. I wow. took the meat into my home. Oh. 
and you took it I, into your body. And I regretted it. What happened? I ate the meat. Everybody in my family ate the meat. Everybody got sick. What? Everybody was uh, expelling themselves out of their anuses. Wow. Puking. This is not a ringing endorsement no. for Omaha. So steaks. I will never again. And every time I see a commercial for it, I get nauseous. Do you think you, maybe you didn't prepare the meat correctly? Oh, it was prepared. You prepare your meat all the time. So you I know, know how to beat the meat. You know how to prepare the meat. Yes. For satisfaction. So, uh, uh, hey, listen. Everybody else may enjoy it. I did not. Hmm. Because of that bad experience, I will never eat online meat again. You think that's that's what it was, huh? Mm-hmm. Anyway. So that's the story of the satanic uh, rituals. And there was a lot, a lot of crap that you can get into yeah. uh, about the Freetown State Forest, which again is now in, which is located within the Bridgewater Triangle. Correct. Yes. So we're about uh, halfway point of the show here. So I think what we'll do is we're going to take a quick break. We're going to um, relieve ourselves in the wood line again. Hopefully there's no jackrabbits. No, j- no jack-off rabbits in the wood line. Mm. And we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more and get, we'll go in depth about the paranormal activities that are occurring in the Bridgewater Triangle. So stand by and stay tuned. See you soon. Welcome back to the Eon Project with Mike and Jay. You know, Mike, I mentioned I wanted to mention something earlier, but I was so enamored by your uh, masculine visage. Thank you. That it distracted me. It happens all the time. So when you came in here today, you had a gigantic uh, c- cooler type. Is that a Yeti? This is a fake Yeti. This is a Yeti. I'm glad you bought a Yeti because the Yetis. Oh no! I know all I people never. that buy all these Yetis. No, they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on Yetis. <laughs> what a rip! Dude, the biggest ripoff you've ever seen in your entire... And they'll be like, oh, it keeps your beverage so warm, so cold. This this thing I bought on Amazon for about $12. Yes. And this exact mo- this exact thing yes. is a Yeti. It was like 60 bucks. Yes. And, and I don't I, understand it. And I watched a uh, a comparison video where they actually tested them. Yeah. That one, like an actual Yeti with some cheaper ones, and they cut them in half. Yeah. They're no, all the same. There's no difference. Yeah. It's all the same. But anyway. You're paying for the name. What I want to say, which you have um, encompassing within your yacht, yachty. Yachty. Smells magnificent. Yeah. It's effervescent. Yes. It's smelling up the whole room. It's like I have a candle lit in here. Yeah. I don't know what's in the mug. I'm, I don't I'll know what you. it is. I don't know what kind of tasty beverage you have in there. I'll tell you. But it's tingling my nasal sensations. So I actually I actually did this on purpose. Mm. Uh, because I typically will bring a coffee. But I usually stop at Dunkin' Donuts on my mm, way in yes, to Dunkin the Donuts. Palatial Theater and Project Studios with a Dunkin' Donuts. However, 
I uh, brewed this coffee at home. Oh, you did? I did. This is a this is my own brew. Ah. Not, not my own brew. I actually bought it. I but see. it is it is from. Dunk- did you hire a small Colombian man to bring the beans in? No, it is from. Ah. It is a Dunkin' Donuts uh, home product. I see. It is a maple flavored. Ah, that's uh, what coffee. I'm and so what I did was I, I put some uh, uh, some creamer in there, some v- French vanilla creamer. We'll say creamer. Creme. Mm. Some French vanilla creme. Hey, creme de la creme. And I stirred it with my member. And uh, now you have... So wait, it's maple with v- French vanilla? Yes. Oh. It's delicious. It's like eating a pie. I think you might be onto something. Yep. And I brought that on purpose because I wanted to talk about, you know, we're, we're entering into the end of summer, yes. early fall here in New England. And this fall is my favorite season by far. I love all the flavors, the sights, the smells. But it's amazing how much of the scent has permeated the studio here. My, well, I brewed it at home the other day, and uh, my kid, one of my kids, I have many, 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 many kids. Yes, you do. You one of my kids, viral sperm. One of my yeah. One of my kids got up and goes, oh, "You got donuts?" And I go, "No. Oh, that is just the smell." <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's like the Pied Piper of uh, you ever go to the donut, coffee. You ever go to the, the Dunkin' Donuts or any of the donut establishment, and this, this drives my wife insane. I'll go up and I'll go, just give me 12 assorted donuts. Yes. No. She goes, no, 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 no. no. You must pick them pick individually. each one. I am not picking the oh, 12 individual. donuts. you got to tell I, them each one I, that you want. I go, I want 12 donuts. What, are I don't you crazy? I, I don't eat donuts, so I don't care what's in yes. them. Yes. But you know what? They always give you a Boston cream that yeah. nobody eats, the Boston oh. cream. What? That's no, the best donut ever. The Boston cream. That's the first one I go to. No, That's my go-to donut. The Boston donut. cream sits there. No one eats it. You're you throw insane. it away. You're I don't, insane. I don't eat the donuts. Then I'm, how about this? Yeah. Send it to me. <laughs> Next time you get in the assorted box, FedEx give me the Boston package. cream. They give you a Boston cream. They give you a couple of jellies. No one eats the jellies. No, I don't eat the jellies. Anything powdered, I don't eat. Oh, you don't like the powder? No, it's too pow- too powdery. It's like it goes, goes everywhere. Goes up your nose. Reminds yeah. you of your days in Miami in the eighties right. when you used to right. do lines off of uh, me and uh, Crockett and Tubbs uh, would be out yep. wrangling the uh, the ladies of the night mm-hmm. and snorting pounds of Which cocaine. Which one was Tubbs? Was he the black guy? Yeah, and Crockett was the white guy. Yeah, why did I call him Tubbs? Was he fat? I never watched Miami Vice. That anyway, was a huge show. I'm sorry. I a never, lot of pastels. I never, and I never watched boats and hookers. It had and Don things. Johnson in it, right? It did, yeah. yeah. The big Johnson. He anyway, was in there. What are we talking about? We're talking about the Bridgewater Triangle. Oh, yes. yes. We talked about Satanism and murders. We did. I think we want to get into some of the most strange aspects of the Bridgewater into Triangle. The now, if you've been to the Bridgewater Triangle, if you live nearby and you've had some of these experiences, email us. Yes. Uh, so, actually, this is a good time to mention. Uh, we are in between uh, websites now because our uh, the website provider that we had sucked donkey balls. So we have moved on. But in the meantime, we have a generic, crappy uh, email address. Okay. So it's actually hermitlightmedia at gmail.com. That is our new email address for the time being. So if you, if you have something to say, uh, drop us a line, hermitlightmedia at gmail.com. We will instantly respond and say something cool to you. We'll show up at your kid's school at career day and tell them about how we are uh, ripping it up. On the airwaves, uh, whatever you want, we'll come to your house. We'll clean your house. We'll, um, you know, we'll take your wife out for dinner. Sure, we'll do all those things. So, people that may be confused about Hermit Light, why don't you explain what Hermit Light is? Sure, and what we're up to with Hermit Light. Sure. So, Hermit Light is the name of our, uh, I guess, of our parent company. Mm. So, we are the Eon Project, but Hermit Light is the main media company, and uh, we we do this podcast. Uh, it supports the from the Black Lodge folks uh, that we discussed earlier. Their podcast. Uh, we, we've got a couple of short films that are have been uh, released that are in uh, festivals. And then we also have a feature film, which is currently uh, being... Actually, they're filming uh, some more scenes tomorrow. That's correct. And Jason and I were uh, integral parts. Integral parts. Uh, to, the, to this film. Award-winning Award- is, is what it's going to be. It'll be award-winning. And we'll talk more about this film as it gets... Because, you know, the filmmaking process is, is just long. It takes, it's long. It takes a long time. 
And uh, especially when you have no money, we have no money, and uh, but we have ample talent. Yes, and, and I've been told, you know, I've 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 leaked some of our photos from the photo shoot. I've leaked too. I've had women go nuts. Yes. for us in yes. those, and it's just too bad uh, that we can't capitalize. It's it's amazing. <laughs> um, the actual, just just the range of talent that Mike and I. Uh, possess Rinse. dramatic talent, yes. com- comedic. We go from drama mm. and comedy, anger to action in, in, action. A, in, a, in an instant. And then, you know, I think I think we're action heroes, man. Mm. We are real life action heroes, and we're going to talk about action heroes in a, in a future episode, an upcoming episode for sure. But we're we're real life action here. We should have our own movie franchise. Exactly. And bef- and we're going to get into the paranormal aspect here. But look, I have one quick question oh, for you. Let's do it. What do you think about people with hyphenated names? I can tell you this. 95% of the time... If, you, know, you know, like Jenny Wilson yeah. Jones 90, with a hyphen in 95% there. of the time, if you have a hyphenated name, you are a pain in the ass. Yes. You're, you're, it's a Karen-ish you're, thing. You're, you're, you're somebody that I don't want to talk to. No. It, I mean, every once in a while, you run across somebody with a hyphenated name for some sort of valid reason. But some they're like, oh, yes, I am Janet Fortescue Vanderbilt. And you're like, what? what? I don't care about any of that. It's very pretentious. It's, yes. It's like, oh, I can't give up my name. You I must have hyphen- several names. Yes. Oh. I, must hy- I must hyphenate my name. It is so important that all aspects need to be there. This is something that you've probably never thought of in your life. Pay attention to it. When Next time you see a person with a hyphenated name, yeah, you're going to understand what I'm talking about. They're trouble. It's not paranormal, but it is annoying. <laughs> anyway, Bridgewater Triangle. Paranormal events oh. that have been reported there. Mm-hmm. UFOs. Mm. Poltergeists. How do, you, how do you have a poltergeist in the woods? Orbs. Orbs. Balls of fire. Ooh, I have balls. Not of the fire. Jerry Lee Lewis kind. Oh. Bigfoot, big feet, giant snakes, giant snakes, big snakes. There. Oh, Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. Oh, you mean like the puppet series from the seventies? <laughs> that was terrible. Wasn't it the seventies? <laughs> it was so bad. Those of you who are not old enough, look up Thunderbirds puppet show. Yes. <laughs> It's, it's almost perverse. Horrible. It's horrible. It's creepy. It's so weird. Really bad. And the last but not least, mm. my favorite of all of them, mm. which I will talk more and describe them more later, okay. puckwudgies. I had a puckwudgie once, and I had to go to the doctor. Yes. They gave me some ointment. I put it on ointment. there, and the puckwudgie went away. Did the doctor put his little uh, light on and look at you internally? He he uh, he was probing me, and uh, both hands were on my shoulders, so did I don't know use, what was going on. Did he use forceps to... Uh, extricate the puckwudgie this is 100 percent true actually i had to go to the doctor uh, a year or two ago for something and uh, i needed to uh have that special exam that you get yes as you get older as you're as, as a man and he actually said to me he goes do not worry i have small hands oh i'm like i am worried even more but the problem was both his hands were on your shoulders yes. when he penetrated that's what i'm saying i don't know what happened okay and he never called me again that's too bad Did you smoke a cigarette after mm, i felt good so the ufo sightings have been reported as bright balls of light Ooh. Or large, uh, unusual spacecraft. So there has been the report of a lot of different UFO-type activity in the area coming down across the Hakamaka Swamp. Yes. And kind of perusing the area, if you will. Perusing. And some people have reported balls of light. Some people have reported actually seeing some sort of unusual craft in the sky. Yeah, I wonder if they're looking for buttholes to probe. Could be. It could be. So, you know, it's interesting. What is it with the aliens and the buttholes? Why do they want? What is so interesting about people's buttholes? Well, I don't know. Well, you know what they do too with the um, animal mutilations. Yeah, they stick they, the butthole out. Well, no, they they core out the anus. Yeah, of the that's cow. what I'm saying. There's a some sort of fetish with the butthole. You ever notice that now it's more when we were growing up, buttholes were really not something that was talked about all that often. No, but now 
It's like it, it's like the fashion. So you do you want to hear an interesting? Everybody wants to show you their butthole. Do you want to hear an interesting butthole story? I would I love to, to hear. A butthole I actually story. brought this to. Um, uh, so I, I'm in the position of uh, oh. uh, being butthole uh, 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 to be able to be supervising uh, individuals Others. in my line. You're of a leader work. of men. So every day when I go about my daily uh, briefing to my subordinates, you check their buttholes. I pass on information, mm-hmm. all kinds of information. So one day a few weeks ago, I happened upon the CDC website because I was looking into, you know, of course, we've all heard about the monkeypox going around right you were now. Making, you were worried that you had the monkeypox? So I was looking at monkeypox. I was doing a little research on the monkeypox. And I'm on the official, and you're going to think this is a joke and it's real. I'm on the official CDC website. Mm-hmm. This is going to tie into what we're talking about. Okay. And they were talking about signs and symptoms. They were talking about how you can contract the monkeypox. Oh. And they were talking about different body parts that you should probably not expose yourself to if somebody has monkeypox. So don't rub those body parts Correct. on somebody that has monkeypox. Okay. So they described one of the body parts and and they went on to say blah 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 anus. Okay? <laughs> okay. And then in parentheses after anus <laughs> they put butthole. <laughs> This is the CDC they, website. They had to spell that out because people don't know what an they anus is. They had to enumerate butthole <laughs> after anus. So if you don't know what an anus is, it's So a if butthole. you happen to be somebody who apparently is not illiterate because you can read this, yes. but you are unsure what an anus is, anus. you know because you saw it in parentheses it says butthole. So, so why did you have to include the part about how you're a leader? You have to tell everyone about the buttholes? Well, I wanted them to be sure oh. that... They knew they don't want to be exposed to certain things, and they don't want to get sick. You know if what? They're dealing with people. You know, uh, we've talked about this on the show before that uh, both Jason and I are, are military veterans. What's the first thing that happens to you when you go to start? One of, one of the first things that happens to you when you go to process in to the military? Some old man wants to see your butthole. He looks at it. You walk in there, and they're like, "Bend over, show me your butthole." And you're like, "This is what's going to happen for me for the next four years, at least." And for me, it didn't even happen. In a doctor's office. I no? was like in his Wait. office office. Oh, is it private? Did he have candles? Lit he was behind his desk. Did it smell of jasmine? And he said, strip down and spread your cheeks. Wow. And it was very... Did um, you feel used and violated? I don't know. It was... Uh, it was. You were a, you were a nubile ex- young it man. Ex- it was exciting. It was nerve. <laughs> I was nervous. <laughs> the story. <laughs> anyway, let's get out of here from the buttholes. <laughs> no more buttholes. Go on CDC. They'll tell you all you all need right. to know. All right. Anus. There is also unnatural animal sightings. Mike, when you hear mm. unnatural animal sightings, what do you think of? Unnatural animals. Yes. Well, uh, I, I think that that would be something that you can't categorize or something that you can't quantify. Ah, uh, no, not cryptozoological. Oh, okay. More like animals that shouldn't be in the area. Oh, so like if you saw like a giraffe walking around in your yes. backyard or something yes. like that. So in, there, there's reports of panthers. Panthers? In the Bridgewater Triangle. Wow. And, well, the report is also bears, but now bears is not so uncommon mm-hmm. because you can see bears pretty much everywhere now. Yeah, you can see bears. Bears are everywhere. their habitats are dwindling. Mm-hmm. But, yes. heaves again over there. I'm sorry. I had a chili cheese dog. I, you, uh, you used that one last time. On you can't break. say that again. Well, I always eat them. Oh. I always eat them. That's why. Well, anyway, so, the, so strange animals that shouldn't be there. Maybe there's some sort of uh, a zoo in the middle of the Bridgewater Triangle. Either a zoo or a wormhole. Oh, of of some kind. Oh, our portal. We talked about buttholes. Now we're talking about wormholes. Wormholes, portals, buttholes, whatever. Mm. Interesting. There's also reports of paranormal humanoids. Paranormal humanoids. Yes, such as Bigfoot. Oh, like a biped. Uh, as we talked about poltergeists earlier, uh, ghosts. What's a poltergeist? 
A poltergeist is a is a uh, uh, it's not necessarily the spirit of a dead person. It's something right. that's outside of that. So, like, could you that say that can manipulate objects, moves and objects, things of that sort? So, a lot of people think that a poltergeist is actually telekinesis, uncontrolled telekinesis. Could it could be, that could be? Meaning, a, you could move things with your mind. Yes, one of the theories too, and you're not really sure where it's coming from. Right, it's kind of like a Ouija board yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. is moving, you're not sure why, but it's actually you controlling. It happens it. to me when I watch some certain movies. It moves. It just moves. Yes, it does. Shadow people. Oh. Have you had any, any experience with shadow people, Mike? It's funny that you mentioned shadow people because I actually have a conversation today with someone, uh, uh, a colleague of mine, oh. who is a uh, very intelligent person, and she told me, because I was, I was at, she had mentioned something, and I don't remember what exactly, but anyway, make a long story short, she mentioned that she has seen a shadow person, and I'm trying to get her to mm. agree to become uh, a guest on the show. Yes. Because I think that would be a fascinating uh, uh, experience. So that that was that, but uh, my grandmother, who actually passed away probably I don't know seven eight years ago, told me that she had seen a shadow person twice uh, prior to her death. Interesting. Uh, and I, maybe I'll talk about that on on a future show. Okay. But yeah. So the shadow people, I know what they are. Yes, and it's not just a shadow, right? You know, when we can go into into further. Uh, they seem to be. They program. seem to be uh, uh, sentient. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, they move amongst themselves on, on their own. They move things. Correct. On themselves. Also, Thunderbirds. We talked about Thunderbirds, yes. but would you, what are Thunderbirds, Mike, That you, uh, from your experience? From what I understand, a Thunderbird is just like an abnormally large bird yes. from like Native American folklore, correct? Correct, yes. And they can carry away like a small child. Yes, they're talking like wingspan of up to 12 foot, 12 foot that, wingspan. It seems like in today's world that would be difficult to hide that, mm. you know what I'm saying? And you know what? A lot of these things you can explain, like you said before, over uh, just misidentifying things yes. or you know, exaggeration. Maybe drinking moonshine. You ever, last week, mm. two weeks ago, yes. we, we had a moonshine tasting. Moonshine at my home. We should do that on, on the on the show. And actually. Jason was Jason came to my home, and uh, what happened was I was down south in the great United States in the south, and I came home with a crap ton of different moonshines, mm-hmm. and we tried them. The legal kind. Yeah, legal legal moonshine. You didn't you didn't just buy this off some no. uh, hillbilly in the in the hills of West Virginia. Uh, I don't know. He was kind of shady, but yeah, we bought uh, we bought some. Uh, some actual moonshine, some different flavors of moonshine, and it, it, not bad, not bad. So if you're just catching this program and you have not heard any previous programs, if you go way, way back in the archives, archive, I want to say show yeah. show number eight or seven, eight or nine, somewhere around there, we actually did a alcohol infused program. That was fun. It was a whiskey tasting show <laughs> that had, yes. uh, you know, we told paranormal stories. We tasted different whiskeys. We, we had talked a guest. About them. We had a guest. That we had day. a guest speaker. We had a musical number. That was good times. Uh, and it was a great show. So Mike has just uh, wet my whistle Ooh, and tickled my fancy. Oh, wet and tickled about an, about another show we could do. We could do a moonshine tasting show. We should do that with various flavored moonshines. Mm-hmm. Maybe have another guest on, yeah, and do all kinds of crazy shenanigans. It's fun. We should get, get the cameras rolling, and maybe something uh, paranormal will happen. Oh, maybe the buttholes will come maybe, out. Maybe someone's butthole will, oh, be, will be probed. I don't know. So we talked about the cult activity, which Mike went in depth upon. Mm. Native American curses. We talked a little bit about them earlier, as Mike said, in terms of the the, the King Philip's War and yes. the things that were going on uh, around that time with the King Philip's War. Yes. So one of the things, too, that's there is something called Profile Rock. Oh, Profile Rock. Profile, not the guy from Heartbreak Ridge. Oh, but that was a great movie. Who got who got killed, unfortunately. You just gave it away. That movie's only 40 years old. Yeah, who hasn't Somebody seen Heartbreak Ridge? Somebody maybe hasn't seen it. So Anawan, do you remember Anawan? No. Anawan, the... Anwar uh, Sadat, the, uh, the leader of Egypt. Native American uh, oh. person. Apparently, he lost his wampum belt 
What the what's a wampum? What? Wampum. Wampum. You know what wampum is? Uh, it's like a Native American. I think the money. Wamp- I think Native American money. I believe. I if I'm not. So he had a he had a money belt. He had a fanny pack. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he yeah. lost his fanny pack. Yeah. But there's a rock there that has the profile of of this man. Not his fanny pack. Not his fanny pack. Which, I, by the way, I have a fanny pack. You know, I saw your fanny pack. It's a tactical fanny pack. I bought it last year. I don't know that I. I don't know that you know this. I took your picture with the fanny pack oh, on, did. and I shared it with my wife. Oh, what and did she, she goes, think? She goes, "Don't you ever think." That you're going to wear a fanny pack. And I said, no, I'm not going to. <laughs> but it's tactical. It's cami. It's camouflaged. <laughs> <laughs> What's in your fanny pack, Jason? Well, I had to put my wallet in there. Uh-huh. I had a pair of, because I had a pair of shorts on that I didn't have pockets. Oh. So I had to put my wallet and my phone and my keys and things in that Lubricants and things of that sort. Yeah. Anything you may want to uh, use. Zip ties. Was in there. <laughs> Duct tape. Duct <laughs> tape. Things of that sort. So let's get to the let's get to the meat of this program here. We're not to the meat yet. Oh my god! Oh, and real quick, aside, aside. So there's a um, there's a guy by the name of Jeff Belanger. Yep. Mike, do you want to talk about Jeff Belanger yeah. a little bit? Jeff is actually a pretty well respected individual in the uh, paranormal field, and he's from uh, our area. Mm-hmm. And we've met him a, a couple of times. He's been on our show. Uh, I was on his show. Uh, I did. On, I was on his television show once. Yes. And uh, nice guy. Very interesting, and he's a, he's a, uh, a part of the. Uh, if I correct me if I'm wrong, the Ghost Adventures team. Yeah, he's done a lot of TV shows for the yeah. Travel Channel, yep. uh, Ghost Things related, mm-hmm. weird things. We actually had him on the program, our original program, when we were on the radio. And I think if you go back in our archives again on on the Eon Project, I posted the old show, uh, probably many many episodes ago, for everybody's listening enjoyment. But uh, Jeff wrote a book called Weird Massachusetts. Yes. Where he talked a lot about the Bridgewater Triangle. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he talked about, because Mike and I saw him speak about this, was something called the Puckwudgies. Yes. And we talked earlier about how Mike had one in his butthole. Yep. And we were able to get it out. Extricate. The doctor was able to extricate it. Extricate it, yes. But apparently it goes back to the old Algonquin folklore. They're known as dangerous tricksters. Oh. Yes. Tricksters. They're eh? little, these little uh, beings. Are little, they like Munchkins? Remember we talked about Munchkins on, we uh, did. on, on the, the the cursed film. We did show For the Wizard of Oz. They're Wizard not like Oz. Munchkins. You you know you went off and on the Munchkins and you're talking about how they, they, you needed a net to wrangle. Them you did this, yes because they, they were drinking and drinking and sexually acting out all over the place and you had to keep them contained. <laughs> I don't think the Puckwudgies are sexual deviants. Oh. I don't know if they partake in alcohol at all. Maybe they do. I'd hang out with them. However, they're known to appear and disappear at will. Mm. They can shape shift. Oh, uh, apparently they're half. They're described as being half porcupine, half troll. Porcupine, half por- porcupine, half troll that walk upright. That's creepy. So if you can only they have, imagine, they have spines on them, like the, the yeah, the, the, the ooh. yeah, like on their back, but their front part looks like a troll, if you will. Are they hot trolls? Are they like good looking? No, no, no. Oh, like a like a strange. Uh, well, you know, nineteen eighty seven horror movie troll. Times kind of are thing. tough, though. You know. Yeah. Never know. Can you imagine walking? Can you imagine being on a nature hike in uh, the Bridgewater <laughs> Triangle? You see a puck in the Hockamock Swamp. Yeah, and you see something like this coming at you. No, what do they do though? What, like, what do they do to you? Well, they do all kinds of different things. They're no, like I said, they're known as tricksters. Yep, yep. Uh, they lure. They basically, and for the worst part of it, they can lure people to their deaths. Ah, using magic. How do they do that? Well, they have magical incantations well, that they, they do. They enchant you. Yes, they sprinkle. Uh, oh, like puck st- dust? stripper dust on you. Ooh. Like that, yeah. Uh, they can launch po- uh, poison arrows at you. Yeah, they have little, uh, little. Uh, so are these are these. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Are these yes. uh, are these uh, what you call it? Like um, evil creatures? Are they not? Are they ill tempered? Uh, 
Well, yeah. I mean, I think originally through the folklore, they were originally um, not... Um, they kind of got along with the Native Americans. And then mm. at some point, something set them off. Mm. And uh, they have gone off the deep end. They didn't give them any of that uh, casino money. No, definitely not. That's I think that's what happened. Yeah. They left them out of the, the uh, lucrative deal. You ever go down to Foxwoods, man? I, I've never been there, no. Oh, it's fun. No, Foxwoods. Been. I don't gamble. I'm not a big gambler, but they got a lot of uh, you know shows, and they got uh, entertainment, and mm. drinking, and foods. Mm. It's good times. Go, Interesting. To, go down to Foxwoods. So apparently, going back to Native American folklore for a second, the Puckwudgies were the enema, enemy, not enema. <laughs> they were the enema. <laughs> not the enema. If you've ever had an enema, it could be the enemy oh, as well. Oh. Uh, from the the Wampanoag hero by the name of the Mashoop. Oh, Mashoop, I know him. And Mashoop was a giant in the, uh, he was a literal giant. Oh, he was a big guy. In the Native American uh, folklore. Okay. And the Puckawidgees were his enemy. Oh. Along with his wife, Granny Squanit. Granny Squanit. Remember Granny Squanit? No, but that's a cool name. Yes. I'm going to Granny Swanet's house. I bet she can make some good pies. Mm. That sounds good. You like pie? You like homemade pie? I enjoy pie. I enjoy pie. Certain pies. You know what? We talked about this. You like rhubarb pie, and that's not no, no, really no, no, a no, thing. No, 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 no. Don't confuse it. <laughs> Strawberry rhubarb pie. What's the difference? Rhubarb is gross. Strawberry rhubarb pie is very tasty. You're eating roots. You've never had strawberry rhubarb pie, I'm not, I'm clearly. Not eat, I'm not eating it. You'd rather eat... Puckwudgie pie than I, strawberry I would. pie, I think. I, I'm kind of into the puckwudgies now that you're talking about it. You, you are. Yeah. So, have you ever seen a puckwudgie? No, but you know what they remind me of? Are you familiar with the Harry Potter movies? Uh, I mean, I know them. Dobby the House Elf? That sounds like what, what you were describing would be like well, a I'll Dobby. i look that up. Dobby the House Elf. I don't know what that is. Oh, he's a... He's a he's a servant of Harry Potter. This is my Dobby impersonation. Is he a manservant? He's a servant. Is he a little... Is it a trick? And he steals Harry Potter's soiled clothing. Oh, so he's a trickster. Oh, he's a trickster. What does he do with the soiled clothing, I'm you think? I'm not going to tell you. You must listen. Watch. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, what, what, what do you make of this? Uh, of the puck wedgies? Uh, no, no, of just the, the whole swamp thing? in general. Here's what I think. It, it, well, let me ask you this. Uh, and I, and I don't just, mean to inter- interrupt. You just did, though. Okay. There are a lot of swamps around the world. Yes. And I'm just going to say, um, before you give your answer, I just want to yes. say this. There are a lot of different swamps across the country, around the world, yes. that don't have this reputation. So there has right. to be something there. What do you think? I think that people foist their... Uh, foist? Foist. What does that mean? Like They, 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 they shoulder the... Mm. the, the uh, they put it on... They take their beliefs and they put it on this place. Uh-huh. Because a lot of the stuff that we talked about today, there's no evidence for any of it. This is all... Hearsay and oh, my cousin's sister's boyfriend's former mailman mm. told me that he saw something. So there's not a lot of evidence for it. Um, I think that it's it, areas like this just get a reputation, and and then people say, oh, there it goes again. At the whereas the, the, something very similar could have happened, you know, ten miles east of there, and mm-hmm. you go, well, that's not that's not part of it. So I, I don't think that there's anything special about the Bridgewater Triangle. Other you think than, it's a self perpetuating thing? It's a self just like the Bermuda Triangle. Now we haven't talked about the Bermuda Triangle, but Correct me if I'm wrong. You're pretty smart when it comes to this sort of thing. They've done statistical analysis, and, and I don't believe that there's any greater chance of a ship or plane going missing in the Bermuda Triangle than any other place in the ocean. They just, people associate it with that. And they say, oh, there's an inordinate amount of things happen. It's not. That happens everywhere. Ships go down all the time. Ships go missing. Mm. All sorts of things happen. So, so it, I don't think there's anything to it. That's my opinion. Interesting. Now, the Satanism thing, I think there is something to that, mm-hmm. but that's that could happen anywhere. They just decided, you know, it's a dark woods. It's a remote place. It's remote. 
Yes. Uh, and it's convenient to a few major cities in the area, so people could you know go down there and be relatively un- unmolested. So let me ask you this: Do you think you know, with obviously with all the purported uh, sightings and, and uh, different things that have happened there, have there been any expeditions there? Yeah, so if you go on YouTube specifically, you'll find a lot of these stupid videos that people make. They're like, we're going into the Bridgewater Triangle, and they go down there. Bridgewater Triangle. A couple of morons yeah. with a camera, and they go in there, and they, they scare the shit out of themselves. And mm-hmm. they go, oh, I saw that. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? And it's all stupid. I don't know that there's been any you know any type of scientific expeditions, because there's really nothing. What are they going to measure? They're going to measure the fact that they didn't find a puckwudgie? Mm. Or, you know, it, it, it's just, to me, it's, there's nothing. There's okay. nothing there. That's just my opinion. Well, it's, that's an interesting take. Okay, what's um, your what's your opinion? Well, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough to give an opinion on this because, you know, like as I mentioned, as I prefaced this question by saying, there's a lot of different swamps across the country, and none of them have this reputation. Right? Well, or maybe they maybe they do. do. Sure. Maybe they do. Sure. Maybe geographically, if you went to right. Oregon, mm-hmm. then you they might would, find they one would there. have the the same kind of thing. So I don't I don't really know, but you know it's 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 interesting. I think that we should you know in this case, people should take it more seriously in a sense that there should be a legitimate expedition maybe to go try to investigate this kind of thing. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should take the helm. Well, maybe. We should we should rent a little rowboat and go out in the swamp. I'm not going in the swamp, dude. You don't want to go in the swamp? No, I've been in swamps. Do you remember a land navigation course at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina? Yeah. I was like neck deep in a swamp and somebody remarked I was lost on my land navigation because I'm not good at reading the back azimuths. Azimuths. All that crap. Mm. And uh, somebody, somebody was nearby and they're like, dude, I see an alligator. And I'm like, dude, for real? <laughs> anyway, I don't like swamps. Okay. Now that I don't have to walk through them, I don't like them. Sure. No. I don't like being moist and no? walking around. What is it with the, the word moist? Some people don't like it. They don't like moist? They don't like moist. You have to say it like this. Ready? Moist. And they also don't like the word panties. <laughs> I love some panties. For some reason. <laughs> I love the word panties. You like the word or you actually like no, the, the, word, the, the word. clothing? I, I love the word. Oh. You yeah. wouldn't steal somebody's soiled panties. Oh, no. I've, I've, you would I've outgrown that. Um, I don't like the word toe, and I don't like foot. Anything foot-related, hey, I'm if, not interested if in. If Brent's listening. Toe. Anyway. All right. Well, that's about it for the Bridgewater Triangle. I don't think it's a whole, I think it's a whole bunch of ado about yeah, nothing. Well, we'll see. Well, pretty soon we're going to do another show. We're going to talk to you about our movies. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us at hermitlightmedia at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, we're all over the place. Twittering and twattering. I all about twat. Yes. Quad of the twit. All right. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll get another one out quickly, hopefully. That's what she said. Yes. Until next time, the truth exists. Believe.